what really is one of their core values is that trust is built through building relationships. Now, that doesn't happen in a three-day business trip, you know, an Israeli flying to the UA, thinking he'll come back with, you know, an initial understanding of a business transaction. It's not going to happen. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Meet Arona Maskil, a cross-cultural business consultant, trainer, mentor, and coach with extensive experience in working with global companies. American by birth, Israeli by choice and Finnish at heart, Arona is a fan of building bridges and not enthusiastic about walls. With her team at Training CQ, she helps close the gap between cultures so people can work together more efficiently. Arona Maskil, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Good, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm excited to talk to you about globalization, about cultures, about communication, and about the way that that we are dealing with this globalized world, which, you know, on one hand, it's incredible. On the other hand, it presents new challenges that perhaps we weren't really trained for and we don't really understand yet. Uh, different groups of people grew up in different mentalities and different uh, traditions and backgrounds, and yet we're somehow expected to be able to sit around a table and, and make incredible things together with very few misunderstandings. And obviously that doesn't happen. And sort of you're devoting your time to exactly this question. And so thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Great. Looking forward to this discussion. How did you get started with thinking about this globalization world in communication and training and coaching? Well, I've been dealing with cross-cultural uh, cross work for quite a long time. Uh, I was born, I can say that I'm kind of a global nomad myself, born in the U.S., having grown up in Finland and Germany, back to the U.S., and then uh, immigrated to Israel. Uh, so I'm kind of an example of, you know, what a global nomad is. Am I Israeli? Am I American? Am I Finnish? And that's mm. kind of what the world is today. You know, we're so globally oriented and we relocate and we live in different countries and work in different countries. And so we can't really stereotype and say, oh, I'm just American or I'm just Israeli, which makes really understanding cultures uh, very different. But um uh, I worked for 20 years at the U.S. Embassy in Tel Aviv, where I was director of a, a department that did a lot of international education collaboration. And that's where I actually spearheaded my first cross-cultural uh, training model. And I left the embassy uh, after 20 years and started my own company together with my partner. And that's what we do. We work with organizations uh, globally in and out of Israel to what we call bridge the business cultural differences so people can work seamlessly together and minimize, like you said, minimize those misunderstandings that can be really a deal breaker uh, in many instances. So um, that's what we do. And how big of a problem is it? You know, how, you know, you're taught, you know, deal breaker, it's a strong word. And 
just to paint a picture, how challenging is this, what, what we're dealing with here? I'll give you an example. We work with uh, organizations, you know, Abraham Accords, right? That was a really big deal. And Israelis want to work with uh, UAE organizations and vice versa. Now, we're, we're all in the Middle East, right? So you would think that we share a similar culture. Uh, and to an extent, we don't, but we do. But in business, the UAE culture or, or their cultural values are so different from those of Israel. I'll give you an example. We as Israelis are, um, we're very fast moving. We're very direct, right? Straight to the point. Uh, we build relationships uh, according to the business interaction that we're involved with. And then we want to do business with uh, somebody or an organization in the UAE, right? And what really is one of their core values is that trust is built through building relationships. Now, that doesn't happen in a three-day business trip, you know, an Israeli flying to the UAE, thinking he'll come back <laughs> with, you know, an initial understanding of a business transaction. It's not going to happen. You need to build that relationship. You need to cultivate that relationship. You need to build trust. And only after you build trust, and that can take even up to six months. It can even take a year. I've heard of organizations that it's taking them two years to build that trust. And so that's very different to us. And if we take a U.S. organization, American values are, we build, Americans build trust through competency, through achievement, through uh of people who've achieved stuff, people who can make decisions. You know, America's a very individualistic-oriented culture. And uh, going into other cultures like UAE or even Asian cultures, uh, which are exactly the opposite. They're not individualistic. They're collectivist. So again, that relationship building takes time. That trust building takes time. And if you don't understand that and you kind of push too much, your that relationship isn't that that relationship will never transition into a successful business relationship. So those are one of the things that people need to understand. Uh, communication, you know, we all speak English, right? But the way we speak English, the way we communicate is very different. We are again in Israel, we're very direct. We've been being called aggressive communicators, you know, we very straight on. And when we work with people from the cultures, we kind of need to, you know, be much softer and, uh, uh, and our intonation should be different. And there's a lot of differences that, you know, it's, it's all a matter of perception. The way each one of us sees themselves is very different from how other people see ourselves. And that's what we need to be aware of. So what we do is we actually build that perception in making people uh, aware, first of all, that, you know, the way you see yourself is not the way another culture might perceive you. And so, um, and, and there's many more examples if you take um, uh, leadership, okay? Leadership in India uh, is very different than leadership in the USA. Uh, India is a very hierarchical, uh, top-down kind of a culture. Uh, Employees expect their leaders, their managers to tell them, to give them instructions, very straight on detailed instructions. You know, they, they don't look too much out of the box. And let's say an Indian leader like that is managing uh, people in a U.S. company and he will be very, you know, micromanaging. That won't go right. well. So there's a lot of aspects into culture that needs to be understood to be able to work together seamlessly. And so... 
I'm, I'm hearing a few things. First, I'm hearing that it, it, you know, when it comes to to the business relationships, it's about trust. And then you're you're pointing out that different uh, groups have different ways of developing trust. Some groups trust is more of a of an issue of of relationship based that I trust this person because I know this person on a personal level. And some of them it's more I don't need to know them on a personal level, but I need to know that they're competent right. enough that I can trust them. Right. And um, but then you're also saying that that you know we have the 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 communication itself and the and besides just the business relationship, uh, we also have management barriers or can, and communication barriers that 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 span beyond the complexity of the English language and the English grammar that we might learn. And so, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm convinced it's a, it, it sounds, it sounds like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting topic that, that probably not enough people are, are talking about is that, does it really impact, you know, businesses today? Does it really impact leaders around the world that is it really making them fail in some levels or not reach their, their full potentials? Well, um, it is because, uh, I mean, I, 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 I think that is the core of the issue. Otherwise we wouldn't have any work, right? <laughs> but, uh, yes, it does. I mean, um, uh, I work with a lot of, uh, high tech organizations that have it, that are, you know, R and D is in Israel and, uh, then entities are built in the U S and so you have Americans and Israelis working together. Now, we all have this uh, illusion that, you know, we're very similar. Okay, we dress the same. We like McDonald's. You know, we also like sushi. We, you know, we hear the same music. They're, they're, we're kind of in a comfort zone. You know, Israelis going into America, we kind of feel that we know Americans. But when the two sides work together, uh, there's a lot of cultural misunderstandings uh, coming from communication coming from how project management is viewed. How is it implemented? Uh, U.S. is a very process-oriented, okay, a very uh, organized kind of a culture, and Israeli is much more spontaneous, you know, risk-taking, you know, let's launch this, we're at 70%, you know, it's okay, you know, we'll fix the bugs as we go along. And when you work with the U.S. culture, you work with a German culture, and you try to, you know, launch something that hasn't been tested fully or isn't 100% foolproof, uh, you're going to have a lot of cultural clashes. And, and those clashes are going to impact whether we want to work together, whether we can work together, wh whether there's some synergy in the way we work, our work styles, our process, our implementation of different projects. And that can definitely cause, that can be, as I said, it, it can really be a game changer in whether organizations can work together. If you take mergers, for example, if you take um, uh, organizations that uh, buy out or merge with uh, other organizations that are from different cultures, if you don't align those two cultures into one culture or build a new, what we call a one-team culture, mm -hmm. is it ain't gonna work, right? There's gonna be different management styles, different leadership styles, different work styles. All of that impacts the success of the organization and eventually productivity and revenue. Interesting. What what can be done? So I know that you're working with with leaders and organizations, but if you know, maybe maybe by by understanding what your work better, we can understand what what is sort of a, a, a scalable solution to this. But but what ways are there to mitigate these differences that that you've been observing? 
So what we do is uh, through, you know, workshops and different processes, we teach uh, skill sets, methodology in how how to um, learn, how to, how to understand the different cultural signals so that effectiveness is not compromised when working with people from other cultures who may have different working styles. So the key point here is that effectiveness is not compromised. The goals will have the same goals, but the approach to those different goals is what differs. And so we, we teach them all, we, we go through various of cultural dimensions, you know, communication, risk-taking time concept. You know, time is not just a clock on the wall. Sure. It's a cultural value, how people view time, how people view project management, and that will vary from culture to culture. So we, we, what we teach is we teach awareness. First of all, let's be aware of the fact that we're not all the same, okay, even though our goals are the same. And, um, and we also teach um, uh, what we call cultural agility, being agile enough once you have the skill sets to recognize well, we're all going to make mistakes. You know, even I make, yeah. you know, mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. The, the, the key is how do we jump back from those mistakes? How, if, if we make a mistake, at least we're aware that, okay, something didn't work here. Maybe it's culturally oriented. And how could I fix that? Because when you're not aware, you'll keep making the same mistakes over and over again and not understanding why it doesn't work. And so how do we identify when we're making a mistake? Because I, I can imagine a situation in which I go along and I have a, an hour-long meeting and I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even aware that I've, I've done something that would constitute a mistake of, or that would lead to a breach of trust or, or a setback. How, how do we even know? Well, if that uh, business relationship doesn't uh, transition into a sustainable, you know, business transaction or even any kind of business transaction, and it's not about the product you're trying to sell, then I assume it's because you haven't really built the right dynamics. But it's also a matter of knowledge, knowing which cultures are more uh, relationship-oriented, which cultures are more task-oriented, for example, if we go take the Germans or the American cultures, they're very task-oriented. We don't really need to, like I said before, we don't really need to build a relationship. On the other hand, you know, going into Asian cultures or South American cultures, we need to build that relationship because otherwise we won't be able to move forward to our business transactions. Interesting. So how does, how is your work with, with these, uh, with these leaders, how does it, I mean, what do you actually do with them in the day-to-day -day or with the organizations? Okay, what we usually do is, um, depends on the organization, of course, but what we usually do is uh, we do a full day of a workshop, right? Where we do what we call um, covering all the different uh, cultural uh, aspects of their work, whatever that happens to be. But, but we identify what cultures, what is the market that they want to enter? What are the, who are the people they want to work with? And we give them a whole skill set of knowledge, uh, of what that culture is about. And we compare it to their own culture. We say here we're very similar, but here we're very different. And that's what we're going to work on so that when they leave that workshop, they have skill sets of how to identify those differences. And there's always those aha moments. Oh, now I understand what I didn't know before. And then we do like a coaching process uh, once a month, once every two months, because, you know, every new behavior 
needs to be um, needs to be assimilated. It's going to take time because you know I can teach them all about Indian culture, but the next time their Indian colleague on the phone uh, will not deliver something as promised on Monday morning, right away we'll go back to our own behavior and you know whatever that behavior is. So it takes time to understand how to communicate what we want in a culturally mindful way. So that the other person understands. And so, and also for us to understand when an Indian person says, sure, no problem, I'll have it to you by Monday morning, doesn't really mean he'll have it to us by Monday morning. So we need to also, it's a two way street. It's not enough that one side learns about the other side's culture, the other side needs to also learn so that they can bridge those two. And also, we do, after we've done bridging both sides, we do kind of a round table. Uh, discussion or workshop where we say, okay, now that everybody understands each other's culture, let's put those issues you've had before the table and let's see now how they can be solved having the cultural knowledge. Interesting. And so how, how do we scale this? How do we, how do we now bring this to more of a global scale of understanding? Is this something that, that people need to learn when, you know, when they're in a position of leadership? Is this something that perhaps needs to be ingrained in us earlier on in our lives. How, how relevant is this for people who are not necessarily in leadership positions? Well, it, that really depends, you know, culture is not just between countries, you know, each country has its own subcultures too. You know, in America, you have your uh, Mexican Americans, your Iranian Americans, uh, Indian Americans. There's a lot of subcultures in what we call, you know, America. Every one of those have also their own culture that they bring to the table. So it isn't just crossing countries. It's really crossing cultures. And if we're talking on, organiz on an organizational level, uh, one of the big um, visions that are already implemented is diversity and inclusion, right, in, in global organizations. So in order to implement diversity and inclusion, then you really need to be a global leader. And what you need to have as a global leader, you need to have that understanding of how do you manage people in your team who come from different backgrounds, who come from diverse backgrounds, who have different uh, work habits, different forms of communication, different ways for you to motivate them or to give them feedback. So it isn't just crossing countries. It's also in, you know, in, it should be ingrained in, in every corporate culture to be part of the organizational culture in a corporation. Interesting. So taking this, you know, one step further, if you know, anybody who's listening here, you know, we're, we're all working with different people around the world. That's, you know, part of the assumption of this global ecosystem we're in. What, what is something that I should leave this conversation with that I can then implement either in my own understanding or in my own behavior as I am approaching my next, my next meeting with anybody around the world? What is sort of some, some lesson that I can take with me or something that I can practice that will make me a better okay, so global collaborator? Um, there's one mantra that we always try to ins uh, instill in our clients. Don't assume that you know. Because you might not know. Your assumptions are based on your own cultural values. And they might not be the same for another person. So 
you know, apply curiosity, apply empathy, apply asking questions in order to understand. Um, uh, there's a very famous quote by Peter Drucker, you know, he's one of the uh, worldwide management consultants, and he says what managers or leaders should do is the same across the globe, but how depends on the culture. The, how it depends on the culture. I think that's the... That, that, that's at the end of the holy grail here, right? I mean, it's we're talking about <laughs> right. both. I'm hearing that we have this dissonance between both this, this more generalistic understanding of of trust building and relationship building. On the other hand, we have this localization factor, which says, well, this, but you have to really understand it for each situation separately, and you have to adapt given every every situation. So it's not enough to just be cognizant of it. You have to actually practice and understand who this other person is in front of you. And, and even if you're talking to a person from a specific region, even then you have microcultures within that. And so uh, it, it sounds like it's, a, it's, it's quite, a, quite an interesting challenge. And, and it sounds like you're, you're, you're having fun tackling it, which, which is really exciting to hear. And let's add to, the, uh, to, to that another layer. We, at the end of the day, we're all individuals, right? Right. We all carry a certain DNA culture that is based on our background, our, uh, our upbringing, our schooling, where we lived, what families we were born into, all of that is that individual. So you add that as a layer on top of, you know, national cultural differences and life is fun. I love it. I wanna but I love, we love our work. We really do. It's uh, very inspiring. And we truly, truly believe in this vision also. Uh, cultural agility, and we're uh, and we're not the only ones. I mean, organizations across the globe really understand yep. the importance of building cultural agility in their leaders, and then for their leaders, you know, to take that uh, down to their teams and so forth and so on to create what we call um, a culturally competent organization and operate from a multicultural perspective. That's not a given. That's something that needs to be learned. Incredible. Arona, thank you very, very much. This was wonderful and insightful. Um, continue making a positive impact on leaders and, and globalization around the world. And thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.